Christina, we're podcasting. I don't know how this happened. Do you, how do you feel? I feel um, nervous, excited, um, a little aloof. Oh, all of the above. Aloof. I know. I don't feel any different. I don't think. Not yet. I mean, I also just woke up about an hour ago, so <laughs> there's that. I'm sure in a few minutes I will start to bond with this podcast, and I'll feel like it really came from me but right now it's like it could be anyone's podcast what so what is this this is feminist hot dog by the way the podcast and um all the podcast advice columns out there say that you have to say what your podcast is about right from the get-go so here's what's up um this is a place that uplifts everyday feminists and feminism and we're gonna we're gonna give some advice we're gonna talk about pop culture we're gonna (laughs) that's why you're here i'm always here for that christina um we're gonna laugh at some shit we're gonna do a little bit of everything i'm glad you said shit oh yeah and there's there's swears too some swears and we're gonna talk about all kinds of things the the theme being they're all for by and about women but you know men you you listen to so um i wanted to start this because things are so it popped into my head about a week ago and i just was feeling like okay say what you want about all the progress we've made in this country as women which you know there's a lot but there's also a lot of things happening right now that really don't bode well for us um at all and uh, I'm someone who's pretty immersed in those conversations and in talking about like how to resist the changes that we're seeing in our country and sort of cultural and political. And um, I'm looking at my social media feed and all my female friends are like depressed. Just turn off your notifications. <laughs> I've had to do that and it's hard. Like I just, I care about all these people so much and they're like, things are bad. Uh, for, you know, for the woman who's paying attention to politics, it's not a great time. So um, I feel like we all need a place to escape to that's a lot more positive. And it's not that I'm not about resisting the things in the world that we don't want to have happen, because I'm all about resistance. And I'm all about, you know, critiquing what's going on. Um, The stuff we don't like, but I, I think that we need a place to create and celebrate the world that we do want and that's what this is about and i and i feel like that's kind of an act of resistance in and of itself you know what i mean i do let's do it let's do let's it like resist let's together stop talking about it and let's fucking do it okay so a couple of other things just to set the stage so you know where you are so you know what to expect um i'm not gonna talk a lot about the president what i know this is not what I signed and up I know, for. I'm sorry. That's a different podcast. It's actually, there's a lot of podcasts right now. Um, and I'm, it's kind of a lie. Like, I probably will talk about him, but only um, just peripherally. Like, I feel like that's so much of my brain is, like, taken up thinking about that right now and whatever. So that's, like, a peripheral. That's, like, context. That's, like, the backdrop. Um, and... We're. This is also like not a place to discuss the finer points of feminism, which might be, seem kind of surprising, considering that I called my podcast "Feminist Hot Dog." But um, I'm not really the right person to do that. I love feminist theory, and I've I love I would love a podcast that was basically like a women's studies class. I would listen to that podcast, and if it already exists, um, send it to me. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, but that's not what this. That's not what we're going to do. We'll touch on that stuff, too. And actually, I have a couple guests lined up for later in the season who are, like, legit feminist theorists. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it. But that's not – we love that, but that is not our focus. This is going to be a little less academic, a little more light, a lighthearted, a lighthearted look at creating the feminist world we all deserve. So, Christina, any any thoughts – 
Are you ready to leave now? Did you know what you were getting into? No, I thought we were talking about the president, and I thought this was President 101. <laughs> um, it was all the things that we hate about the President 101. I mean, maybe that could be in the outtakes. We could do it. We could do like a B-roll show it's about cool. that. It's cool. I'm okay with talking about women and all things women and things rah, we rah. do. Okay. All things. Sweet. Thanks. Um, so here's just like another tiny little thing I wanted to get out of the way right from the get go, um, in terms of accountability. Cause I feel like this is something that I need to be very explicit about. Oh, I wonder if someone could hear that can opening in the background. Anyway. Um, so I am white and cisgender and I'm married to a man. So I think that identity is really important. And I wanted to like throw that out there um primarily because and you heard it here first folks white women are not always the best at feminism what? <laughs> i don't believe that for a second um actually that's pretty much been women of color have been saying that for as long as there's been a women's movement um not taking credit because that's a white feminist thing to do um <laughs> So when I say I'm worried about the future, the kind of shit that I'm worried about is like especially bad if you're a black woman, if you're indigenous, undocumented, Muslim, poor, trans, if you're a woman with a disability, like these things um, are going to impact life in ways that I won't totally ever understand. And so I want to make sure that I'm being like really transparent about that. And it's important to me to talk about all of those identities and how they intersect but um i so yeah i'm there's a difference between being a white feminist and white feminism but if i'm doing a bad job and i'm slipping into any kind of white feminism like harmful shit i want to i want to be called out on actually i want to be called in because he doesn't want to be called in instead of being called out but if you if i need to be called out call me out i'm here for it so I'm here for calling out okay yeah you're you, good right now you, don't worry. <laughs> so far so good thanks um but yeah i mean the extent i'm extending the invitation like into the future so that's okay that's a lot of me just like setting this again scene setting and now i really want to talk about christina my very first guest and friend and she is the founder ceo <laughs> president supreme ruler of the fan squad which is like well it's like a whole year i can't it's not just a it's not just like a website it's like a christina tell us way of life almost it's very strange so like i would say it is where i get to my number one goal in life is just being a fan. I'm a fan of a lot of things. I'm not like a pick one thing and let's just be a fan of it. I'm a fan of a lot of things. And so, especially post, we won't talk about that guy. Mm. We all needed some sort of escape. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to throw my energy into something else. You know what I And I had been thinking about it for a while, starting this blog and just kind of talking about all the things that I'm obsessed with, you know, whether it's superhero movies or whatever you know, death of a uh, Superman. I don't know. Whatever we were talking about. You know, it, it was just a good escape, a good place for people to go and just be a fan. Hashtag fan with no shame. That's fan my with hashtag. no shame. <laughs> and so are you the fan squad? Like, is it a, a squad of one or who's in your squad? I want a squad of all people, not just me. You know, um, when I was trying to figure out a name, I was like, what exactly do I call this thing? So I, call, I asked a lot of friends. I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Or... I need my squad of people to go do things with. And they were like, dude, just call it fan squad. And I was like, you know what? That's catchy. I and love I like it. it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a collective of whoever wants to join in and join on this ride and do it with me or do it separately or, you know, however you want to do it. But it's just like where you need, you need a place to go to hang out with some people who just like you join the squad. So you write movie reviews. I try to. You hype, regular. you hype some movies i see that i'm like... pretty good at the hyping part <laughs> <laughs> i'm really good at the hyping do you need some encouragement on the blog writing part yes i need a schedule i need an accountability is that partner. is that the accountability you need yes okay well i i i got you but i can social media all day like a pro <laughs> well and you 
you're so creative in so many other ways too. You're a designer. You make jewelry. You make you make you make shit. You're like a creator. Well, I try. I just kind of go through these phases where I'm like, ooh, that's cool. Let me just put some more energy into that. Mm-hmm. So, but this has kind of been a more like a thing that I've been thinking about for a very long time. And and one day I was just like, you know what? The URL is available. Let me just buy it and go for it. So if someone wanted to uh, join the fan squad, what what should they do? Well, they need to go like all my social media pages. They need to go to the website. If you want to write and contribute, I take those as well. You get a byline. Is it fansquad.com? TFsquad.com. TFsquad.com. Sweet. Check it out. Um, well, I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for being my first guest. Oh gosh, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm really excited. Okay, so um, here's the first thing we're going to do. I guess I, I probably didn't need to say that. I could just, like, do it, and it would be the first thing. I like the um, Just so people know, you know, I'm shedding light into the tunnel. Where are we going with this? So we're going to talk about... Um, what made our feminist hearts sing this week. And I have like a bunch of different stuff, but it's all kind of short and like small. And I picked two in honor of Christina because I wanted to impress you. I'm already impressed. First oh, of all, you thank started you. Podcast. Well, <laughs> a, a dubious start perhaps, but, um, but here we are. So two things that made my feminist heart sing this week. One, um, we have a new doctor who, and she's a woman, um, played by Jodie Whittaker. Yep. And this was much anticipated because when it was announced, so first of all, I've listened or listened to, I've watched Doctor Who um, on and off since I was like five. It's only been on for like a hundred years. It's, yeah, and there was like a long break in there, but um, it was a big part of my childhood. And I just think, you know, have thought about it a lot as an adult and watched the more recent seasons here and there. And I know that there are some pretty hardcore Whovians out there who, you know, are real serious about Doctor Who. And when it was announced that Jodie Whittaker was going to be the new Doctor, uh, kind of a subset of that particular fan base got um, real sideways about it and basically said, um, well, there's like a whole hashtag on Twitter, hashtag not my doctor. Oh, God. That sounds right. Yeah, where basically it was like, you know, Doctor Who is dead to me. They've ruined the show. She'll, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, all, you fill in the blanks, all the things that you can imagine. So um, it was, I watched like the international simulcast of the first episode of the new season starring Jodie Whittaker, the woman who fell to earth. And it was so funny and I mean, it's pretty campy because that's like, duh, it's Doctor Who. But um, she just like <laughs> really, really rose to the occasion. And she was so like, you know, the character is the character. And she just made it work. Like, you know, it was, it happened. It it's was great. It's a doctor. It's a woman. It's right. She's got two <laughs> hearts. She's an alien. Like, there's no reason why, like, the whether penis or vagina or you know, I don't even know. Like, does Doctor Who have genitals? Who knows? It's not, it's not, that's not what the show is about. Um, so there was this awesome scene at the end where Jodie Whittaker is like, she's like standing on a crane and the wind is blowing and she's like trying to save this guy and there's this monster climbing up the crane and everything's just like super intense. And she says... We're all capable of the most incredible change. We can evolve while still staying true to who we are. We can honor who we've been and choose who we want to be next. Oh, dang. And Twitter, like, erupted in, I mean, people were like, oh, my God. So inspiring. So, like, yeah. Probably just, probably gained a whole nother female following that they didn't have before. I think so, too. And it was kind of, so I was poking around in the Not My Doctor um, you know, the, the online life of this thing is pretty remarkable. So, um, and there were some comments from guys who were like, um, there's also like a women of Dr. Who, um, Twitter presence. And a couple of guys were like, thank you women of Dr. Who for like explaining to me why this, you know, why my reservations were unfounded. And, uh, now I'm so glad I watched it and I think she was great. And thanks for saving me from being, um, 
a not my doctor guy. Okay. So that like that was cool. And I'm definitely watching again tonight, um, Sunday nights on BBC America. Okay, second one is also on Sunday nights on the CW. It debuts tonight, which is the reboot of Charmed. There's a very mixed, mixed, mixed crowd on this new Oh, Charmed. okay. I really want to talk about like, this. Half people hate it, half <sighs> people love it. Okay. Continue that. Well, I haven't seen all I've seen is the trailer, and the trailer really made me happy. Um, so I'm just gonna say what like the publicists I think probably want us to think about this, and then I want to hear what you have to say about the about because I knew you would know. <laughs> um, all right. So actually, will you for listeners, um, future fabled listeners <laughs> who might not know what Charm does, will you explain the premise of of the original show? Three witches, three sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, shenanigans ensue i don't know really yeah, know how else period I mean, that's it yeah, yeah it's kind of it three girls who were witches uh they all found out they're related and a lot of things happen well in the reboot apparently two of them know they're related right their um mother disappears or dies or something i'm not quite sure what happens to the mother but they don't know that they're witches but then weird shit starts to happen and a third sister shows up and they real then they all realize that they're related and um are like coming into their witching powers all at the same time so um and there's three women of color and apparently the show is directly taking on rape culture there are some lgbtq storylines that have been promised and they're directly addressing the appropriation of the word witch hunt to describe the Me Too movement. So that's um, interesting to me. I haven't seen it. It debuts tonight. I'm definitely going to watch it. I can... I can report back. Um, What's the... What's the buzz? Were you a fan of the OG one or no? I mean... Yes and no. And, like, I recognize its shortcomings, but, like, I was also delighted by it. Yeah, and it's one of those things that's, like, especially now, if you wake up very early, it's reruns on 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's why there's a divided on it. It's just people just like Doctor Who or just like, I like the original, don't reboot my favorite show, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't try to throw all this political correctness at me. Mm-hmm. Um that's where everyone's standing. And then other people were like, oh, this is going to be great because it's not like a reboot of the show, like a retelling the story. It's like same people, but a different kind of feel Different to it. setup. Right. It's a different setup. So I'm excited to watch it. I had it on my list of things to watch, so I will check it out. Um, I'm not like a hardcore, like I was, uh, I did feel that way about when I heard about Buffy, but I'm not going <laughs> to be like this for Charm because I was never like a hardcore Charm person anyway, so I'll watch it. Are they rebooting Buffy too? Yes. Oh, okay. But it's also a continuation story with a black slayer. Not, yeah. And so I think that one's going to be interesting too. Okay. I felt some kind of way about it when I first heard too. And I was like, "Mm -mm, nope. (laughs) I think we might need to have you back. You might need to be a repeat guest when, when the Buffy reboot happens. We'll see. If I like it, I'll talk about it. If I don't, I'll pretend it never happened. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I respect your choices. Um, okay. So, and because I'm into like inspirational quotes, here's a quote from the mom, um, in the trailer for the charmed reboot. She's talking to her daughters and she says, you're better together. Your differences are your strengths and nothing is stronger than your sisterhood. It's the power of three. The power of three. (laughs) It looks cute. Anyway, representation matters, y'all. So let's get excited about that. Um, Christina, what made your feminist heart sing this week? Well, I'm glad you said two because I was debating on two of them as well. Oh, let's do this. Well, I had one and... (laughs) <laughs> to con- continue on our, our prop culture, one, I just came off from a very high of going to New York Comic Con last week. Woo! My first one I've ever been to. Um, it was just crazy and just full of madness. But I think the one thing that I that stood out to me was there's just a lot. Like there, twi- It lives on Twitter. It lives in the real world, too. But it started on Twitter of this whole culture of blurred. Blurred being black nerd. And there's a whole, like, community online, and it just, I mean, it didn't just start, but it, in the last five years or so, it, it is really ramped up. And so there was just a lot of, like, diverse people cosplaying. Those are people who dress up, for those who don't know. 
I'm not one of those people I just appreciate it. You don't cosplay. I don't cosplay. I am a cosplay appreciator. So, I, you know, it was just really nice being there with, like, all kinds of people. Um, people in wheelchairs. People are Muslim. People are black. People are white. Guys, girls, whatever. You know, it was all there. And I really, really loved it, especially some of the panels that I went to because I read this article um, back in July when San Diego Comic-Con happened um, that there's just not a huge woman presence at any of these comic cons. And so uh, Aisha Tyler was there, who's like a spirit animal. She like, she was one of the first women of color anyway to just be at a big panel and moderate it in San Diego. And so she was there at a panel and they had more uh, black women doing um, moderating panels at this thing. And I was just like, this is awesome. I'm loving everything about this. I was about ready to be like, do I really want to do fan squad? Yes, I'll continue. This is nice. I'll continue. There is a space for us. Let's just continue. Um, so that was really good. My other one only happened uh, Friday, and it's not really even, I don't know if I could call it a feminist thing, but we just talked about it. I saw Stars Born Friday, mm. and let me just tell you, I'm like Team Lady Gaga at this point. Oh, yeah. I was already Lady Gaga fan from the beginning when everybody's like, what is this weird neat dress chick? I saw her. <laughs> For 20 bucks at Center Stage in Atlanta, right when maybe she had two songs out. And about the time that concert came around, everybody was like, oh my God, Lady Gaga. And you know what? I'm glad people are finally catching up to the Lady Gaga train. She, you know, started her own Born of This Way Foundation, talked about mental illness. And this has really boosted that up for, especially Mental uh, Health Awareness Day, which just mm. happened. So. I am like super ecstatic for her right now, and that's my other person that I well, really I, I love. Well, I can't believe that we've never connected about this because I'm a total little monster. <laughs> and I love Lady Gaga so much that I went to see Lady Gaga dressed as Lady Gaga. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. you some would call that cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I dressed as, I don't remember the video that she did with Beyonce for Telephone? Yes. <laughs> Okay, do you remember the part, like, when they're in the diner and she's wearing the American flag, like, headband? Yep. That was That was me. And so I went with, like, seven of my friends, and we all dressed. Like, I had a, one of my friends made a bow out of her own hair, and then there was, like, another friend that had the eye patch on one eye and then the long, crazy oh, eyelashes awesome. on. And, like, we, we were really serious about this. Um, and we had like seats on the well it wasn't it was like standing room only on the floor and it was fucking amazing yeah, like, like it every, was so everyone so... thinks about her pop culture life but like if you ever been to any of her concerts and it's just her and a piano and a mm -hmm. microphone holy shit man like just like in this movie like that was her in this movie obviously but like that's her in real life for real yeah the like, talent is pouring out oh. of like every follicle I love it. I also saw A Star is Born, and I also can't wait to see it again. It was so good. <sighs> I, I loved dwell it. on that too long, but <gasps> I love it so much. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about consent. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Christina doesn't consent to talk about consent. Well, this is just another thing that made my feminist heart sing this week. Um, so... This is a little more, a little more serious. Uh, third grade teacher talking to her students about consent and half the world loves it and half the world hates it. Surprise, surprise. It's so been all on the news, I've seen a, a couple of different news clips. I know she, she's really make like kind of blown up and I, I'm so happy for her. So her name is Liz Kleinrock. She has a website called teach and transform and, um, after the, I mean, maybe before, during, and after the Kavanaugh hearings felt, I think she felt pretty strongly that kids were hearing about this, you know, kind of either peripherally or directly from their, you know, from their parents and uh, other adults, friends, whatever. And so she felt like it was important to have a conversation about consent, not necessarily talking about the hearings or um, talking about sexual assault, but talking about just the basic, basic concepts. So she created, created what's called an anchor chart, which is basically a giant piece of paper where you write things down with kids and explain it to kids. Um, and her anchor chart was called All About Consent. And here, will you read it with me? Yeah. We're going to read a little bit of it because it's so fucking brilliant. Okay, so what does it mean to give consent? To give permission to say yes or no to be allowed to do something. So basic definition here, laying it out, 
Are, have we said anything about sex yet, Christina? No. No, no, no sex mentioned here. What does consent sound like? Yes, of course. I'll allow that. Sure. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> must and sound positive. Must sound positive and enthusiastic. <laughs> that part is. So when do we need to ask for consent? When we're giving hugs. Borrowing things. Touching another person. Kissing. Sharing. Secrets. Secrets. Um, what, oh, what can you do if you do not give consent? I don't feel like it right now. Maybe another time. I don't like that. No. I don't want that. No, thank you. Uh, I'm good right now. Ask me again later. Or just know. Or just know. Um, okay. Here's my favorite part. What if you really want a hug, but the other person doesn't? The other person says no, but they're smiling. Mm -hmm. You're in the middle of a hug and the person changes their mind. What if the person let you hug them yesterday, but they don't want a hug today? Guess what? Not consent. None of these things are consent. Okay. So has it, so has the word sex appeared at all? Not one time. Have we talked about anything that like wouldn't be part of the life of someone in third grade no and it's in third grade terms which is amazing which is amazing like hugs kids like that's all secrets yeah Yeah. so um this was picked up by uh, a blog called scary mommy who really sung its praises i think fatherly also published about it in a very positive way kind of thanking her for um starting this conversation with kids this young and then it you know i think she got picked up by HuffPo, NPR, there was a lot of press. Um, And then predictably, it also got picked up by some sites that did not talk about it so favorably and accused her of like sexualizing children and um, forcing some kind of like social justice agenda or something like that, which is like so fascinating to me because, um, oh, and forcing a feminist agenda because it implies that consent is only an issue. It's like a feminine, only a feminist issue. issue. And it's so like, oh, because boys and men could, you know, could never be put in a position where somebody did something to them without their consent. Like just both from the point of view of someone who could be walking through the world kind of vulnerable to other people or walking through the world without a sense of how their behavior could affect another person. Like everybody needs to understand consent. This is not like, this is not that hard a, a, um, but, but it's like critically important. So why don't, you know, let's, let's talk about this. So bravo Liz. Um, congratulations. Um, also, full disclosure, both Christina and I both know Liz a little bit. Like, we've met her. We're fans. I am a fan. I'm also a fan. Um, and now that – and I'm really happy for her that she's gotten some some, uh, some positive recognition for this. And, and stay strong, Liz, and don't, don't feed the trolls and don't listen to them. Um, what you're doing is just amazing. Okay. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the advice section of our um, – of our episode. This is something that I really want to do, but it will require reader, not reader, listener or reader participation. We're going to post a transcript so you could be reading it. Um, I want to know like, what are the burning questions that people have right now? It doesn't have to be necessarily related to feminism, but like, I feel like most things directly or indirectly are related to feminism. This question definitely is. Um, and it's kind of a long story. So, Christina, are you comfortable? I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. Do you need anything before I launch into this epic story? <laughs> Small prayer and a miracle, but let's go. All right, let's do this. I'm going to tell you the story. It concludes with the question, and then we're going to answer the question as best we can. And then y'all let us know if, what, how we do and if you would change the answer, because this is a real question from a real person. Okay, here we go. Dear Feminist Hot Dog, Last week, I was traveling for work. On the day I flew home, I called Lyft to take me to the airport. The driver picked me up from my friend's house at 4 a.m. My friend lives in a very large house, which was decorated with flashing lights for Halloween. These details become relevant later in the story. Okay. Christina, are you with me? I'm with you. Okay. When I got in the car, the driver asked me what I was doing in town. I explained I was here for work. He asked me what I did, and I said I work for a civil rights organization. I don't normally tell people this, but I was very tired and distracted and I broke my own rule. This turned out to be a mistake 
as the driver then began asking me if I was here to help, quote, the gays, unquote, and went on and on about how there were so many gays in San Francisco and in his town too, blah, blah, blah. He was clearly not a fan. And also not a fan of San Francisco. No. <laughs> Uh, normally this is the kind of thing I would shut down immediately. And I told him that, yes, we work with the LGBTQ community, but at that point I was really uncomfortable with how he was talking to me and acutely aware that I was in a stranger's car at four in the morning and no one knew where I was. Uh Oh, okay. Then he asked me if I was a stripper. (laughs) This um, took a turn. Yeah, just took a turn. Uh, he must have been able to tell that his question surprised me because he explained that he just assumed I was because he picked me up from a big fancy house that looked like they were having a party and then proceeded to comment on my hair, body, and clothing and why he thought I must have been working the party. <laughs> he finished off this monologue by talking at length about how you can't tell these days because, quote, most girls dress like sluts anyway, unquote, and went on to use the word slot about 50 more times. I was so dumbfounded slash terrified at this point that I didn't say anything and started texting SOS to my coworkers. I arrived at the airport without further incident, but what the actual fuck? <laughs> Good question. Um, so two questions. <clears throat> We're almost to the end. Um, one, I want to report this guy, but I'm so worried that if I do, he will remember where he picked me up and exact some sort of revenge on my friend. Oh. And two, what the hell should I have done in that situation? I felt completely powerless. And while I normally would not take that kind of shit from anybody, I absolutely did not feel safe telling this guy to go fuck himself. Signed, not a dancer, but so what if I was? So what? So what? And I'm glad. Let's, I mean, let's just start there that um, we at Feminist Hot Dog are very uh we're here for our sex working sisters and we do not shame dancers or hookers or any sex telephone sex workers nobody do you take your clothes off don't take your clothes off do whatever you want to make money we love you okay with getting that out of the way um this is terrible first of all <clears throat> not a dancer i'm so sorry that this happened to you that is um unfortunately a scenario i think a lot of people who would listen to this podcast can relate to. I'm just like sitting here shaking my head right now, thinking of all the things I can say. And then I'm thinking about like all the times that like just people in situations where you're just trying to live your life, like just start saying this like ridiculous, rude, weird, inappropriate shit to you for no, like for, I don't know why, why? I don't even know where that train of thought even came from. And well, why do you even feel comfortable enough to even say that to her in the first place? Exactly. Um, Okay, so so let's start with question number two. What should I have done in that situation? Honestly, I think that if I were in that situation, I would have done the exact same thing because you're right. You are not, you can't tell. Like this person clearly has no boundaries. Um, I agree. No respect for women or you or anything else. And so like that combination can be extremely dangerous. And if you start like, Trying to educate this guy on at 4 a.m. in his car when he clearly is, you know, has some sort of agenda that he's, you know, actively forcing on you already. Like, there's no telling what else he might do. Like, you just don't know. That's not normal behavior. And you have to, like, preserve your... You have to think about, like, your body in that situation. So I think that has to be line of defense number one. What do you think? Same. I think if I was in a car at 4 a.m. and with just this guy and I'm trying to get to where I go, I'm just going to get to where I got to go. I'm just like, like, in my mind, there's like a bunch of shit that I want to say, but I'm just like, I also don't want to die today, so I'd like to get where I'm going. Yeah. I'd like to get to where I'm going without dying. Good goal. And ideally, without being like, you know, having your identity and humanity being kind of disrespected too but i guess that's just too high of a bar for where we are right now um okay all that to say this is clearly a person who like would have a speak up moment that's what we that's what i like to call it a speak up moment when you when someone says something that's like off the off the rails and you if you're in a position to do it without being at risk you could say hey man uh let's let's not talk about women that way or let's not talk about gay people that way or why 
tell me why do you feel that way why you feel that way you know and engage in some sort of like conversation like our doctor who friend earlier was engaged by the women viewers of doctor who listened came around it happens like it's a good it's a good thing to do um but not probably not in the situation so not a dancer we um we think you probably did the right thing, even though it feels terrible and yucky. Um, that's not your fault. That's not because you didn't do the right thing. That's because this guy did the wrong thing and probably does it all the time. Um, okay, which brings brings us to question, the first part of the question. I want to report this guy, but I'm worried about my friend. Um, do it. So, so do yeah, it. my first thought also was do it, but I wrote to Lyft to ask them uh, what their policy is about th- this kind of thing. Um, just like anonymously, like, Hey, this happened. Um, so what, you know, if this person does decide to report the driver, will the driver be given enough information to be able to pinpoint the ride, which I think is the question here. Um, and to their credit, Lyft wrote back to me right away, but I have, um, not gotten on the phone with them. So I'm going to ask that question because I think that that's a really important question and obviously she's like looking out for her friend but assuming like Lyft seems pretty responsive about this kind of stuff so assuming that like this guy could be held accountable without being like this writer on this date said this about you um then I say I think I think report it yeah I'm on team report it I I think it's just oh it's disgust and also, you could record it because you could say, and also, I was kind of worried for myself at the time. So, just in case this happens to somebody else and he takes it a little too far and they aren't the silent person to sit in the car and ride. Yes. yes. Like, they need to be aware that Yeah, that you have this person drive. is driving for them. Yeah, this person is driving for you and he is saying things that not only, like, make people feel uncomfortable, but could potentially, like be an unsafe person, like mm-hmm. a physically unsafe person, not just an emotionally unsafe person. Um, yeah, I'm with that. I feel like this is sort of a micro example of the like, why don't you report it? Qu- you know, like the bigger question that's being asked a lot these days, like, oh, is this terrible thing happened to you? But like, why didn't you tell somebody? It's like, well, because the person who would do this thing, who the hell else knows what they would do? You know, like, it's not... Um, when it's somebody who's like putting who's willing to put someone else's safety in jeopardy you don't like they're willing to put someone else's safety in jeopardy they're not a safe person like you can't guarantee that they're not going to um do it again to you or somebody you care about and um by putting yourself out there like there's not a lot of great examples of putting yourself out there and having it resolved in like a just and like respectful way. Like that's not the norm. And not every person is like the outspoken, like I hate the gays type person. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot who are just not outspoken and you, you got to watch out for them too. But for the ones that are like truly outspoken and you can like, you know what, this person said that. Right. This is a hateful person. This is a hateful person. I'm pretty sure they're, they're capable of hateful things. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to know about this person. Right. If the first person, first thing that comes out of somebody's mouth when you get in their car is like, what's up with gay people? Like that. Also, San Francisco. You're in the wrong city. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, so our answer is. This is a terrible situation. We're sorry it happened. We're going to talk to Lyft and see what they say. But assuming that you could potentially report without repercussion, if you felt like that would give you resolution, because I think this person needs to like feel like they have the power and control in the situation, then, if we, you know, then I think, um, yeah, report. But if you don't and you feel worried about it and it will make you you know, if it would kind of prolong your anxiety, I think that, I think then you can exercise that option too. I think either one is, I don't think there's like a right answer. No. Um, but yeah. And I think you handle the situation just fine, but oh my God. The only other thing I can think of is if like flipping on your like audio recorder in that moment. Oh, that would have been awesome. That could also be like a good thing to do. And I feel like we're, we're seeing a lot more of that these days when like shit starts to go down. The cell phone is a very handy tool to have around. Um, because, um, yeah, your account of what happened might not be enough. Okay. So 
Uh, if you have a question that you want us to talk about on the podcast, send your question to feministhotdog at gmail.com and we'll answer it. Well, maybe we'll answer it. We'll think about answering it. Um, and yeah, and I look forward to hearing your questions. Okay. We're nearing the end of the first episode. I'm sad. I'm sad too. Let's keep going. All right. We're going to keep going though. We have, we have a little bit more stuff to talk about. Um, another thing I want to really do with Feminist Hot Dog is to uplift the stories of like everyday people who do kind of extraordinary things, even if they're kind of small acts, um, or even if they're really badass, amazing, huge projects, but that just don't get a lot of play or airtime because for whatever reason, we're just like culturally not necessarily focused on positive, badass, uh, stuff right now. So I want to, um, also there's like a lot of women out there in the world historically and currently who have led extraordinary lives and done extraordinary things who we just don't learn about in the, in, um, in that women's studies class I mentioned earlier. So we don't, um, I mean, we want to honor the work of all great women who've worked for equality and justice in our, um, in our history. But let's talk about like, let's talk about the people who don't necessarily make it into the history books. So we're going to call this the, um, feminist hot dog hall of fame and all the hot dog hall of fame, um, inductees will go on the website. We're going to have a little gallery with a little photo and a description. So um, over time, we're going to have a whole collection of like badass feminist women who've done cool stuff, but that we don't necessarily um, hear about. So Christina, do you want to go first? Who's in your hot dog hall of fame? Well, I hate to do it, but you know, I'm very steeped in the nerd culture. So it, of course it is always another pop culture thing. <laughs> another one. Cause I don't, That's- because you're, that's your fan squad with Bell. Yeah, so I was on Twitter, of course, and this is where all the shit goes down. So I'm on Twitter. Um, one of the girls I follow, the Blurred Girl, uh, she moderated a panel at NYCC. She um, has her own blog, podcast, so forth. So And so she tweeted, uh, replying to this guy about, like, it was like, I have an entire podcast, website, 17,000 followers. Like, why would you say this? And I was like, the hell is happening so i had to dig a little deep well let me tell you what started this this guy and you know what fuck it i'm gonna call him out here's his handle at bougie gentleman first of all your name sucks (laughs) second of all he was replying to a tweet that someone tweeted about cree summers um okay can i I need, I need, go back. Whose original post was this? Um, original post that, that she was replying to, the blurred girl. Who's she? Yes. Totally blurred right. girl. The blurred girl. But that is not who I'm, I'm, I'm going to Hall of Fame. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. That, that's that's how I got into right, it. We're taking, we're taking, I'm the taking the long home. way home. Gotcha. He was responding to a tweet that someone tweeted about Cree Summers, who is Freddie on a different world, does all like these uh, animation voices. And there was like a video. Someone was like, she was saying how, you know, she's like the voice of every brown girl in animation and, you know, not enough. Because people think that black girls aren't into sci-fi and comic books and that kind of stuff. And someone was like, listen to this. This is awesome. Well, (laughs) this guy, bougie gentleman, replied, and I'm going to read it. I'll be the bad guy in this one. Black women aren't vocal enough in their love for comics, sci-fi, or cartoons. Black women are vocal about their love for Beyonce, not having their hair touch, Fenty products, advancement opportunities in the workplace. Black women are vocal about everything if you're not being represented in comics, cartoons, is because you're not vocal enough. Black women are always the strongest voice in every situation. I think being included in animation comics maybe isn't a priority to black women. <laughs> oh there's more I can't wait to hear what happens next <laughs> and he just kind of goes on this rant well apparently after this tweet went out like all of twitter just like 
piled on to this guy. They were like, what the hell are you talking about? There's a whole community of just like, it's called Blur Community. Do like, your homework, man. BGN, Black Girl Nerds is like one of the fastest growing media companies around for pop culture. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things out there. And we're like, where did you even get this from? Everyone is attacking him. But who? here's who I want to say is who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. This one girl who replied to him. She had a very long thread. And I'm only going to read the best parts of her thread. Her name is Della Doll. She doesn't have a name, but that's her handle and that's her name on her. So, in response, she said, <laughs> Black male nerds are, on the whole, more anti-black and insufferable than they realize. It's laughable. Black girls don't like me and my two mainstream anime. They only like Beyonce. You're, path you're pathetic. That's why nobody likes you. Every couple months, dudes come out of nowhere throwing all sorts of hatred toward black girls and cosplay gaming and any nerdy subculture. It's tiresome. You all... You talk like this is unjustifiable and make memes out of us. So you assume anything society deems too black, too ethnic, cancels out the possibility that black people are as complex as anyone else and can have interests that include both Rihanna's music and marathoning FMA Brotherhood. That's Full Metal Alchemist for nerds out there. And there's more, but those were like the best parts to it. And you know what? I don't even know this girl, but I was like... You, you did it right. Mm -hmm. You did it right. You let him know. And about a day later, he came back on Twitter with this very large apology of just like, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. And we're like, we, all you had to do is go to Google. <laughs> did you Google did it? Did you Google it? Bougie, what was his name? His bougie gentleman. Bougie gentleman. gentleman he Google. did this whole long apology. And there was another thing where people were replying to him. And he was like, quizzing him because that's a thing in nerd culture it's like oh you're not a nerd i'm gonna quiz you about it and they're like why do you always gatekeep why are you gatekeeping gatekeeping this whole thing and so people even go on and on that and it's just like amazing but this girl just like let him have it and i don't even know who she is but she's amazing tell me what's her name her handle again della girl d-e-l-a-g let me make sure i'm not lying to you the della doll T-H-E-D-E-L-A-D-O-L-L. -L -L. The Della Doll. She's Welcome a... to the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. And, like, also congratulations on changing someone's mind on Twitter, because that does not happen very often. No, he went on this long apology and was like, I'm not the same person that tweeted that a day ago. <laughs> you are, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I like these redemption stories, because, you know... Like, what's the point of piling on? Well, it's kind of like the Doctor Who that's thing. That's right. If somebody's not going to actually, like, listen, then yeah. it just it just becomes, like, a, a shouting match where everybody's, like, you know, in a sort of a clash of monologues and nobody's moving their opinion. So I love that story, Christina. Thank you. You're welcome. Our first inductee. You're welcome, Della Doll. I don't know who you are, but everyone will know now. Come on my podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on my fantasy guest list. Um, okay, so mine is really short, and it's some, she's somebody that many of you may have heard of before, um, and I thought that she was an appropriate inductee for the first, the inaugural episode of Feminist Hot Dog, the original Feminist Hot Dog, Ainsley the Hot Dog Princess. Do you remember Ainsley? No, I don't think I've heard of that one. Okay, so a couple of years ago, Ainsley is, was five years old. And she got famous because, um, well, you know, internet famous for a minute, um, because she was in dance class. She was going to her dance class in North Carolina, and it was Princess Day at dance class. So the teachers, like, told the students that they could wear their recital costumes if they wanted to and, like, be princesses for a day. And so everyone either shows up in their ballet costumes or dresses like Elsa or Belle or uh what's the area you know but i'm not really that i don't have kids so i don't know disney ariel ariel yeah, yeah. cinderella all of those all, things all of it yeah um and ainsley came dressed as a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> yes that is also the 10th disney princess <laughs> and um so her teacher was just so delighted by this so they took pictures um of all the little girls in their princess dresses and ainsley in her hot dog costume and she posted it um, on Twitter she, with um, permission for everyone's parents. And um, so here's what she said. Um, 
the last few weeks of dance class we let the girls dress up this week as princess week so we were expecting all the girls to come in their princess dresses when Ainsley got there everyone was so surprised but we loved it and we thought it was great that she wanted to wear a hot dog costume she added oh she added end quote she added that Ainsley wore the costume because it was her favorite quote again she loves princesses, but she wanted to be original and wear a hot dog costume instead. Her teacher said she wore a princess costume underneath it and said she was a princess on the inside. Oh, that is so cute! <laughs> I'm looking at this photo right now. I'm, like, dying. It's so cute. So there's, like, five or six little girls who are all just in pastels. And then, or, yeah, and then Ainsley, I guess it's more like ten little girls. Yeah. And then Ainsley in her little hot dog costume. So, um... This story got picked up by BuzzFeed and HuffPo and sort of all the usual suspects. And there were a lot of great headlines and taglines, including Hot Dog Princess is the hero we all need right now. And I would argue that we still need her. Easily, we need you, girl. Oh, my gosh. There's a toy set of it. Oh, what? <laughs> There's some toys. She's a hot dog. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, in a world of princesses, be a hot dog. Um, or dare to be a hot dog. I also want to say, like, if you want to be a princess, be a princess. This is not an anti-princess um, statement. My choice of Ainsley for the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, I welcome the princesses as well. But I just, like, when a child who is five years old has the, like, the self-confidence and awareness to be like, I think that I really like my hot, like, that's what I want to do. That needs to be celebrated and uplifted, and that's what Feminist Hot Dog is all about. And she, like I said, the original Feminist Hot Dog, my hat's off to you. And, girl, come on. You are welcome on this show anytime. Um, let's talk about all things hot dog. What are you doing now? Are you still dancing? Are you still into dressing like a hot dog? What are you into dressing like? Let's talk about it. So that's that's um, – all right. So both of these ladies will be going into the Hall of Fame. Um, check them out on the website. We'll be linking also to all these things we've been talking about throughout the episode, plus the fan squad. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then you, you tell us what you think about the, um, about the lift story, about all of it. We want to hear. We want to hear your questions. Give us some feedback. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I don't think it's, I don't think I'm going to do Facebook. Is that a mistake? No, I feel Facebook's like, not for everyone. I just don't think it's for me. I mean, I, I spread myself thin, so I like them all. You, <laughs> you're also a lot better at social media than I am. Maybe. You'll get there. Oh, I'll try. Baby steps, baby hot dog baby steps. This was the this was the birth episode after all. Let's just focus on one thing at a time. It's a podcast birth. Oh, it's a podcast birth. <laughs> all right, so I feel like things are going downhill, and we should end them before <laughs> they really splat like at the bottom um christina you've been a fabulous first guest i'm so grateful thank you oh thank you this has been fun will you come back uh yeah yeah okay yeah is that the mimosa talking no but it could be okay well i promise you mimosas and more um we'll talk about more movies tell us what's up with the fan squad we'll give some more advice we'll talk some more shit we'll add some more people to the hall of fame it's gonna be good um all right Write to me, feministhotdog at gmail.com. This is Feminist Hot Dog. Love yourself. Love your buns. Bye.